Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. So I want to start off by saying happy teacher appreciation week to all of my educators out there. I could not let um, this week go by without highlighting my journey as an educator because it is a huge part of who I am. Um, I feel like my children at work are like my second babies (laughs) that I work with. Um, So I love to tell my story and my journey about how I got to where I am um, in the education field. So right now I am a speech language pathology assistant, but I did not start as that. Um, I've been in the education field for 10 years now this year, 10 years. I cannot believe it. Um, I started when I was 10 years ago, 20, (laughs) 20 years old. So um, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, I started when I was 20 years old, 10 years ago. Um, About five years, I was Mm -hmm. a teacher assistant. Sorry, I was a teacher assistant. um, And then when I decided to go back to school for speech therapy, um, I stepped down um, from a teacher assistant and became a substitute teacher. And that was very convenient for me because I was able to do my work, do my studies. Um, sorry, y'all. <laughs> I was able to do my work and studies while I was at school because that's a sub. Um, you know, you're just pretty much following the lesson plan that the teacher left and the kids are kind of doing their own thing. Now, whether it was right or not for me to do my own thing, I don't know, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> I took full advantage of that time um, to make sure I was getting my school stuff done. So um, I originally wanted to be a second grade teacher, believe it or not. Um, And the only reason because of this was because I saw my mom be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, she did not teach um, second grade. She was more so of like pre-K, kindergarten. But in my mind, I felt that second grade students were, you know, not babies, but not too 
grown up to where they're cussing you out and telling you what they are and aren't going to do. <laughs> so that was my thought process behind um, being a second grade teacher. But this goes into my title of today's talk, um, Beautiful Detours, because even though that was my original plan, clearly God saw fit um, for me to do something else <laughs> in the education field. Um, so I did go to CCCC, which is a community college here in Sanford, North Carolina, um, for two years for early childhood development. And my plan was to transfer to a four-year college, um, Fayetteville State specifically, to um, get my bachelor's degree to become a teacher. Now, I went through the whole process of, you know, submitting my information, submitting my application, trying to sign up for classes, but there was a detour where the financial aid was not approved in time um, for me to be, begin classes at Fayetteville State, so I did not go through with that. Now, a few weeks or so later, a check ended up coming in the mail for like $10,000, and I was like, okay, well, classes have already started. I've already made up in my mind that I'm not going to go, so I decided to return that check back to them because <laughs> I didn't want any um, side issues or tax issues or whatever that came with that. So I did return the check back to them and decided that, you know, no, I'm not going to go to Fayetteville State. Let me, you know, work my job as a TA and get a feel for it. So I was hired to be a teacher assistant at an elementary school where I live called Broadway, like went through the interview process, hired and everything. Mm -hmm. But shortly after I was hired, I was, I guess you could say fired or told that um, I was no longer needed in that position because as a teacher assistant where I'm from um, in North Carolina, you have to have your bus license. Now, keep in mind, I told y'all I was 20 <laughs> when I started this. So um, I had just got my car license not too long ago, let alone a bus license. So when I say devastated, I mean like snot, crying, upset, like, how did they give me the job? Are they take it away from me? So upset. Um, I had already announced it. So there was a little bit of, you know, ego involved, embarrassment there. So this is where God comes in. This is the beauty and the detours. Everything happens for a reason. So they, you know, of course, felt bad for hiring me and then saying, you know, well, we can't hire you. So they referred me to the high to work in the high school with the special needs children. So I had never worked with special needs. Keep in mind, I told y'all I was 20. So it was not very long that I was just a high school student. <laughs> And I was a little sketch, skeptical about taking on this position simply because of that, because of the age range and because of the students. So I did accept it. Like, you know, sure, I'll try it. And then I knew with my personality type that I'm, you know, pretty assertive. I can, pretty, you know, stand my ground. So I didn't feel like I felt like I could hold my own as far as high school students trying to run over me <laughs> in a sense. Right or not respecting me. That was the main thing I was concerned about. So um, I took the job as a teacher assistant um, at the high school, and that just opened up so many doors for me um, that I had no clue about. 
So in me being in the special needs or the EC, exceptional children classroom, um, I paired and partnered with a speech language pathologist who I had known when I was a student in elementary school. And she was telling me about the speech program at Fayetteville Tech, which is another community college, and how, um, you know, it didn't really take much requirements or it didn't really take long to finish. It was a two-year program. And honestly, that was something that I was looking for and that I needed at the time because school can drag on really long. (laughs) And as a speech-language pathologist, because I'm the assistant, So as the speech language pathologist, that requires a master's degree. That's years of school. That's money (laughs) that has to be paid, um, possibly student loan debt, you know, and things like that. And that's just not what I was looking for at that time. So I looked into that program, signed up for that program. It was exactly what I needed. Wonderful experience. Um, I learned a lot and I felt like, you know, This is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I want to do. I'm so glad I didn't go to Fayetteville State (laughs) to be a teacher. And honestly, I will say as a teacher assistant, I got to observe um, the workload that teachers have, specifically exceptional children teachers, with the amount of paperwork and meetings and all that stuff to keep up with. That's just not me or my personality type. I don't enjoy that type of work. And listening to others, it doesn't sound like many people enjoy that type of work either. (laughs) So I was very grateful for this detour change um, to speech language pathology opposed to me being a second grade teacher. Um, So I graduated from Federal Tech. I was immediately hired with a private practice doing speech therapy. But I will say, again, I was a little skeptical about that because I knew my heart wanted to be in the schools. I knew that I wanted to be in the school system. I wanted to work with children in the school system. But at the time, the county that I lived in did not hire speech assistants. You had to be a speech pathologist with a master's degree. And I did not have that. (laughs) So, um, you know, I got the job at the private practice um, and this was in Raleigh. So I had to commute to work. I was pregnant with my second child. Um, and really it was just, it was shifty pay. So like if a kid didn't show up, then that mean that meant that I didn't get paid that day. So I was not feeling that at all. Cause I need to know how many coins I'm going to have and when they're going to come. Right. <laughs> I don't want it to depend on somebody showing up or not when I did what I was supposed to do. So I wasn't really feeling that at all, at all. So I knew that You know, I wanted to be a speech assistant. I loved it. But at the same time, um, I knew this is that was not what I wanted to do long term. So continuing on with the story, (laughs) um, I had a co-worker that I interned with who told me to just um, send an application um, to the Lee County Schools to be a speech assistant. And I'm telling her like, well, that's not an option on there. That sounds crazy, but sure, I'll do it. <laughs> so y'all, believe believe it or not, um, a month or so later, I get a phone call while I'm doing private practice therapy from Lee County Schools saying that they would like for me to come in and interview for a position um, as a speech language pathology assistant. Now, keep in mind, Lee County Schools did not hire speech assistants. There was not a position for it. 
But by the grace of God and by relationships and connections and purpose, my name was mentioned in rooms that I didn't even know my name was being mentioned in. Someone referred me to the um, the head person over the EC department, referred my name to them um, as an asset to the school. And I came in, did the interview and got hired. And just in that moment, I was so grateful to God because, like I said, that was a desire of mine at the time. Hey, brother. That was a desire of mine at the time. Um, like I said, they were not hiring for that position. And for them to go out of their way and create that position for me to show up, there was no way that that could have happened besides God's hand being in it and orchestrating and moving things um, in my favor. And I'm so grateful for that. So, you know, when I show up to work every day, I definitely show up with a heart full of gratitude. I'm grateful for the flexibility in my schedule. I love having summers off. I love having holidays off. I love being off on the weekend. I love that I can leave work at 3.30 at the latest, that I'm not there all day. Because trust me, <laughs> I have been in jobs and positions where I'm there from 1 to 10, 2 to 11, on the schedule all week, on the schedule on the weekends, and barely making you know, anything to make it by, just enough, you know, to pay bills. So I'm so grateful for God moving and orchestrating these things to work in my favor. And I'm grateful for all the no's. And I try to reflect back on the no's that I got during this process and how each no or each detour led me or put me in a position to where God wanted me all along, to where there was better for me. So say that I did get the TA position at the elementary school, I would have never um, connected with the EC department. I probably would have never connected with that speech therapist who knew my name to speak to someone to tell me to go to Fayetteville Tech. Like, there's no way that those series of events could have happened if that no was not given to me in the first place. So just please keep in mind, you know, with whatever, whatever your journey is, whatever goal it is that you're working towards, don't always get upset at the nose. The nose can be a part of the story or a part of your journey or saving you from something that you don't even know is ahead of you. Okay. Um, I'm very grateful, like I said, for my position right now. I'm grateful for the relationships that I'm able to build with the staff and students. Like I said, um, I love seeing students out in the community. There are kids who come up to me in Walmart and stuff that may say, hey, you're that lady that works at my school or something. I have no clue who they are, <laughs> but they may know me from, you know, just walking the halls. And I definitely appreciate um, having that relationship with them because it does mean a lot. I think to connect with your students outside of school as well as in school. And I'm all for representation. So I do not take lightly. Hey, I do not take lightly, you know, me being an African-American female in my setting at my school. And this is no, um, no disrespect to anyone in their job position in the school system because all positions in the school system matter. But I think it's important for African-American students specifically to see Black professionals in the school system. So 
outside of your cafeteria worker or your custodian. And again, no disrespect to those positions because we need those people. They are important to our school. But I think that it's important for our students to see representation in a professional setting and platform. So as long as I can show up, as long as the schools will have me, I will definitely be there. I know I have other business endeavors that I desire, but my heart is definitely um, with the schools as an educator. I, I just It's just a passion of mine, and I love what I do. And like I said at the beginning, I originally you know, wanted to be a second grade teacher just because I saw my mom be a teacher. But I'm realizing now that you know, no, I'm not a teacher, but that desire was still planted in me to be an educator. Um, and it was just turned for me to be a speech pathologist opposed to um, a teacher. So again, I love sharing that story. I love sharing that testimony because you can't help but to see God in it. There was no way I could have made any of this stuff up. I didn't talk to anybody or network or finesse my way. Things were literally put in place. God literally directed, detoured me where I needed to be for his plan and purpose to prevail. All right. So if you um, enjoyed today's talk, um, please subscribe to my email list. Um, the link is in my bio. So I know I share a lot of content on Instagram, but I'm trying to shift or navigate my platform just a little bit. So Try to build my email list so I can share out some good information, good knowledge, some personalized videos and tips and tricks and things like that. So again, the link is in my bio to subscribe to my email list. I would greatly appreciate that. Um, if this talk blessed you, please share it with another mama, another friend that you know, and I will talk to you all soon next Tuesday. Thank you.